Welcome back to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Monday night as I am recording this, following the Denver Nuggets' loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Final score of this one, 111-101. Denver gets outscored 62-43 in the second half. And let, let me be clear about this up front. If there is ever a game to drop, if there's ever a uh, potential uh, game to lose just within the schedule, as as in a schedule loss, uh, this is one. This is definitely one where you get hit with the Kristaps Porzingis game. He hits five of eight from three, plays his best game of the season in all likelihood. And on the other side, uh, Nikola Jokic is dominant, don't get me wrong. But he didn't get enough help on the second night of a back-to-back. The bench gets down into shambles once again. And the Nuggets ultimately lose, despite the fact that they, at least the starters, played well enough for them to get a victory. Uh, The problem is is that they got tired. And at the end, the the shots just didn't go down. And the bench was nowhere to be seen. Uh, It is what it is. I'll talk about the injury situation in the third segment uh, but that was a, a predominant factor as well, where you've got so many guys missing. Uh, Zignaji gets a surprising miss. Uh, Vlako Chanchar has been MIA. Uh, Will Barton is there. They hold him out and thought that he might be able to go, but they hold him out as a precautionary measure. And when you're in that situation, uh, a lot of stress is going to be put onto Nikola Jokic. He had 35 points on 26 shots was excellent. Uh, 16 rebounds, six assists, three turnovers, two blocks, was very, very good. He was only a minus one in his 37 minutes. And when he was off the floor, that means that the Nuggets were a minus nine in the other 11. Uh, That's pretty much the story. And we could just end the podcast right here, but that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear my insights. You want to hear what other things I can tell you. And what I will say is that Jokic just continues to go out there and prove that no matter what the situation, no matter the drama, the potential issues that the team could have around him, he is going to be a metronome, continue to put out great effort, great performances every single night. I thought that he was very good. I thought the defense slipped a little bit tonight, uh, switching on to Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Jalen Brunson, guys like that. Uh, he wasn't very good. Uh, but for the most part against Dwight Powell, he did a pretty decent job. Uh, when he got switched on to Kristaps Porzingis, uh, Porzingis hit a couple shots at times, but he also blocked Porzingis' shots when he kind of walked him off the three-point line. Uh, overall, Jokic shouldn't be held to the absolute highest uh, peak performance standard When there are role players around him that aren't shooting as many times, that aren't as involved in the offense, that need to be uh, giving high effort around him. Denver had an opportunity to win this game, and I thought that the starters around him kind of let him down. Um, Not even really the – I mean, I won't won't say that. I thought that Jeff Green had a really bad game, and I want to talk about him. Uh, he's been playing a lot of minutes lately. He's been starting in place of Michael Porter Jr. The Nuggets have had success 
especially on the offensive end, because of what he has been able to kind of fill in around what the rest of the Nuggets are doing. But let's be clear. Jeff Green has been a really bad defender ever since becoming a Denver Nugget. He hasn't been a great defender throughout his career, but at least with the Nets, they they would give him credit for his role in kind of tying the team together in a lot of cases. And it wasn't like perfect defense here or there, but when getting switched on to bigger guys, he would be a strong switch defender. When getting switched on to guards, he would be a strong switch defender. Being able to guard one-on-one in a lot of those cases, but you have another situation like tonight where Denver doesn't need that. They need somebody who is good in rotation, who's going to be precise, who's going to have a lot of attention to detail, and who's going to give a lot of hustle around what the Mavericks are going to do. Because Luka Doncic is going to try to orchestrate everything, you need precise rotations where Porzingis, you need to be closing out on him hard. Somebody needs to be attached to Luka Doncic at all times, and I thought that Aaron Gordon did a great job of that. Luka goes 9 of 23. The problem is the rest of the guys where Dorian Finney-Smith goes 2 of 3 from 3. Kristaps Porzingis goes 5 of 8 from 3. And I thought that some of those shots, and I think that there was some other rotations in uh, the second unit as well with Reggie Bullock and guys like that. Tim Hardaway Jr. was one where Jeff Green couldn't make the rotation from the middle of the paint to the corner in order to contest uh, a key three late in this game that P.J. Dozier probably could have. Uh, But Jeff Green isn't giving Denver the effort and the hustle that they need on the defensive end to turn those uh, good shots for the opposing team into average shots. And that's tough because eventually you're going to be hit with a situation like tonight where the opposing team can actually shoot. Last couple games against the Blazers, against the Hawks, those teams, especially their role player types, weren't hitting shots. They weren't very good and kind of let down their stars. Robert Covington, not John Collins, but DeAndre Hunter, uh, Danilo Gallinari, guys like that. And Jeff Green kind of got bailed out in those situations where he wasn't uh, he wasn't being tasked with the toughest defensive assignment, but then when he went to close out, it wasn't a great closeout either. And when the opposing team misses shots, then you're credited with playing good defense, when in reality it hasn't been good for a while now. And Denver needs more from him. They need more from him defensively if Aaron Gordon is going to be an on-ball defender. Jokic is the primary guy that they put in pick and roll. There's only so much he can do uh, because he's being asked to do so much offensively. So you need better effort from a guy like Jeff Green. And I don't want to put the entire game on Jeff Green because that's not like how it should go. Uh, He was a plus minus of even on the night when the Nuggets lost by 10. But I still think that it's of concern that he's now playing 33 minutes Not sure when Michael Porter is going to be back, but they're going to need Porter and they're going to need to reduce the minutes of green because if they want these guys to be effective in playoff situations, they have to be fresh. I saw a good friend, TJ McBride, 
Uh, he put out on Twitter that Jeff Green is defending like a an NBA vet who's been around for a long time and knows that this is game 14 and that the regular season is very long. And maybe that's true, but the Nuggets lost this game because of that. And if you care about banking wins and giving your team breathing room in the regular season and in a situation where you could get yourself the highest possible seed to give yourself the best possible opportunity to navigate the playoffs, hopefully with home court advantage, then you have to bank these wins. When you're in a situation where you're up 55 to, it was like, what, 58 to 49 at halftime, that's a game that you have to win. You go up by double digits in the second half, and then you give that lead entirely back. It's still a game that you have to win. And I don't think that giving subpar effort should be okay just because it's a 15-year vet. And look, he wasn't the only guy who I thought could have closed out a little bit better. thought that Aaron Gordon missed a couple closeouts here or there. I thought that Jokic missed some closeouts here or there. thought that Monte Morris had his worst defensive game in a while. But it still needs to be better. And you have to hold the team to a high standard. Because Michael Malone would ask nothing less of his group. Talking about the rest of the team, Aaron Gordon, like I said, pretty good defensive game on Luka Doncic. Holds him to 9 of 23. Luka does go for 23 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds because he's Luka Doncic, because he's really freaking good. Uh, But Denver got hit with the Kristaps Porzingis game, like I said. Porzingis hits 5 of 8 from 3. 29 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Good lord. He was also a minus 3 in this game. He was a minus 3. Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Frank Nilakina were all at least plus 9. And that has to do with the bench. We'll get to them in just a second. A uh, couple more notes on the starters, though. Austin Rivers hits three threes tonight, big time, very, very important. 12 points on seven shot attempts, that's really, really good. Monte Morris gets 17 points and eight assists to two turnovers on 13 shots. He has been very good as well. What I will say, though, is that Monte is getting into the mid-range pull-up a lot, and he's been very good at it. The problem is is he's under 30% from three now. And we've had these problems with Jamal Murray. Or, like, I haven't had these problems. But a lot of other people have these problems with Jamal. That sometimes when the three-point shot isn't going down, you start hunting mid-range shots. And I think that's where Monte Morris is right now. Which is fine, because he's been very good on those shots. But it's diminishing returns. In a game where Denver gives up a 120 offensive rating, they can't keep up if you only take twos. Denver shoots 28% from three tonight, 9 of 32. Dallas shoots 14 of 36, 38.9%. Basically a 10% 10 difference between the two teams. Dallas hits five additional threes. That's your margin right there. We're getting to a point now with Denver shooting where it really does change. Like, Austin Rivers hit a couple threes 
in the early part of the game. Looked really good, helped out the team. It was very, very important for him to do that because it opened up the rest of the paint and Denver was able to score 32 points, then 26 points in the second quarter, partially because they were hitting threes at that point. They stopped hitting threes in the second half outside of Jokic, I think, and then one from Austin Rivers. And because of that, Dallas is able to pack the paint. Jokic misses a couple bunnies because he's dealing with three defenders as opposed to two. Monte Morris hits, uh, he gets into the lane, hits most of his pull-ups, misses a key one. Mavericks go right down the floor, get some fast break points. Thought that the Mavericks uh, fast break team was pretty good tonight. And I thought that Denver, Morris specifically, but also Jamichael Green, also Jeff Green, uh, were really bad in transition tonight. Because of that, it sort of just puts everything out of whack and you give the opposing team easy points when they're already shooting better than you. And the margin just becomes so difficult. So, so difficult. So I hope that Denver can figure this out because well, I, I, I don't even know. Like it, it's so hard to it's so hard to take too much stock into a second night of a back-to-back when you're now missing six guys. Like think about it. They're missing Murray. They're missing Porter. They've been missing Vlatko since Vietnam. And then they miss Will. They miss Zeke. And uh, gosh, who am I missing? Uh, Bones went out temporarily. Let's pull up the rotation chart real quick. Um, oh, yeah, Peter Cornelly isn't there. So that obviously hurts. When you have 11 players, you play 10 tonight. Bones goes down, only plays 12 minutes. Marcus Howard doesn't get into the game. Uh, Denver's at a very large disadvantage right now, especially on the wings being without Porter and Barton. They need some sort of wing help, whether that's P.J. Dozier shooting better, whether that's uh, Bull Bull stepping in, whether that's Zeke Naji getting back and getting healthy and playing well. I don't know what's going to happen, but they need something. Aaron Gordon's been playing exclusively small forward lately and has been pretty good. Like it's hard to It's hard to hate on that. But they need better spacing than just him in the starting unit. And they need, they just need to get healthy. Let's be honest. This podcast, as you know, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Week 10 just wrapped up in the NFL this week. I won my fantasy league. And one of the ways that I do well in my fantasy time is I, I pay attention to DraftKings. I pay attention to the props. I pay attention to which teams are in positions to succeed. And DraftKings, they do a great job of putting together so much information, so much betting options for you that if you want to use the same game parlay feature, they can give you an opportunity to combine all of those potential odds into your own same game parlay bet feature. Because when you combine, you get an opportunity to make some big money. And I I love this feature for obvious reasons, because when you hit, it is the best way to make the most uh, money for you, for the, like make the most that you possibly can. And it's just been great. So uh, make sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to use promo code MHS if you sign up. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. All right, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's now discuss this bench unit uh, because it was bad today. And it's not surprising that it was bad. I thought that they actually had some good moments in the first half, but they started remembering that they're a bad bench unit in the second half and really started playing like it because when when you're without Bones Highland in the first and you see that the opposing team is having success in that third quarter against the starting unit. There's a lot of pressure to succeed in the place of that starting unit, and I think Denver puts a lot of pressure on themselves, but fourth quarter rolls around and Denver's up by just four. They have the full bench unit in, and you immediately give up a three-pointer. I don't remember whose fault it was, on this three-pointer, but Denver immediately gives it up. They go back down the floor. Bones Highland misses a layup, but he generates a really good offensive rebounding opportunity for Jermichael Green, who doesn't deal with it well and bricks a layup after. It looked like he got fouled a bit, but he really missed it badly and then proceeded to uh, look around for the foul, pout about it a little bit, jog up the court, not really match up with anybody, and Reggie Bullock runs right in front of him, catches an open three and knocks it down. Denver, they go down on a 6-0 run. They immediately lose the lead after just 50 seconds. And by doing that, by putting yourself in that situation, Michael Malone immediately calls a timeout because the bench didn't come ready to play. And you can really, um, you can really put yourself into a bad situation by uh, letting that run. And I thought that there were like they actually had a pretty good opportunity to kind of get back into it, but uh, Bones misses a couple shots. PJ Dozier misses a shot. Uh, Faku gets an offensive rebound, or at least gets a, a second chance opportunity. But unfortunately, just uh, goes into a crowd. Sorry, you're you're hearing my cat just roaming, or not my cat, my roommate's cat roaming around and disturbing my entire setup. And Faku gets a, an opportunity and then goes into the forest and tries to chuck up a layup against three guys for some reason while he's kind of in a one-on-three situation. Obviously, that didn't work. And he... Uh, puts Denver into a tough situation, and they give up another basket on the other end, and suddenly Jokic is coming back into the game down 94 to 85 after he left the game up 83-79. Uh, <laughs> like they score 15 points and Denver scores two. It's just bad. It's just really, really bad. The lineup that Denver put out there 
Faku Campazzo, Bones Highland, PJ Dozier, Bull Bull, Jamichael Green. You put that lineup out there because you don't want to play a shortened rotation on the second night of a back-to-back. And I don't blame them for being in that situation, but like Bones also rolled his ankle. He rolled his ankle twice by the sound of it, left the game multiple times, and once in the first half, once like when he got pulled in the second half, uh, was dealing with something with his ankle by the looks of it, by the uh, just the who, whoever was in the building at that time. In that situation, Faku Kampaz is not going to be the guy to create offense for you. So PJ Dozier kind of fell to him, and he didn't do a good job. He he was pretty bad. Five points on eight shots, one of four from three, two assists, one turnover. Didn't create good shots for himself or others. And when you're in that situation, you have to do it. And I'm not surprised that Denver struggled in that situation with Bull Bull being reintroduced to the lineup, Faku Campazzo being reintroduced to the lineup, Bones Highland. He kind of deferred a little bit. It was pretty clear that Bones didn't have um he didn't have a good matchup with Frank Nilakina on him. And the Mavericks took advantage of that because they were able to force the ball out of Bones's hands. He's the most dangerous player on that bench. And I really do think that Bones has to be more assertive in those situations. He did turn the ball over a couple times in the first half, but I really don't think it was on him. And I really think that next time he's thinking about giving the ball up to Faku or Dozier when the game is on the line, when you're in a situation in the fourth quarter, he definitely shouldn't do it. He definitely should keep the ball, create shots for himself and other, and that would be great. Because Bones is the best player on that second unit, and it's hard to it's hard to have a rookie come in in game 14 and and really demand that. But Bones has to demand it. They have to get to that place, especially in this situation where you need efficient, creative shooters and playmakers. And Bones is the only guy that fits that description. Faku had a really bad game. Uh, he's not a savior. And putting him into a less than ideal situation, not going to help him. I thought that he had a good pass to Bull Bull in the first half. Thought that he mostly stayed out of the way on offense, but the the couple of opportunities that he did take, he had a bad turnover as well. Uh, just trying to run into or trying to dribble into a crowd. And then he chucked a ball up trying to get it back out to the perimeter, but he's very short and he gave up a pretty bad turnover as a result because he couldn't get the pass out there. Uh, it's not great. It's it's not great when he has to do this stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all that there is to it. Like Jalen Brunson dusted him in this matchup and Jalen Brunson's a six-man-of-the-year candidate for a reason, but he delivered, and Faku really wasn't able to, like, had the opportunity to do so, just as much as P.J. Dozier did, but he's passing the ball out even more than Dozier is, and Dozier tried to save the team a little bit, but he wasn't capable of doing it either. 
And Jermichael Green, uh, he was exceedingly bad tonight, as I mentioned before. Uh, missed the layup, jog back in transition. Uh, but you just need more hustle from him on both ends of the floor, but especially the defensive end. Boban comes into the game, and you know what the opposing team is going to do. Uh, Jokic is matched up in pick and roll against Boban, but he's having to guard Luka as well. So he rotates onto Luka, and then they dump the ball down to Boban, and, and Jermichael Green standing three feet away. It may be Bones' rotation, but Boban is, is like, it's just, he's three feet away, and he gave zero semblance of effort to try to contest Boban's shots when he caught the ball about eight to 10 feet away from the basket with Bones on him. And that's not good. Like, you'd rather Boban try to make a pass to other people. You'd rather him try to play make for others than just kind of walk into a shot against the smallest player on the court. But he didn't, and he was also slow to close out on Kristaps Porzingis multiple times, and that helped a lot. Like just like Jeff Green, that helped allow Porzingis to get hot, and that's that's just bad game plan discipline. You know that Kristaps Porzingis is going to shoot the basketball. You want him to hesitate. You want him to have to put the ball on the floor. You want to put the ball in rotation. You do not want to sit there and let him just fire away from three because that's the only good thing that he does on the offensive end outside of receive lobs and, and dunks because he's seven foot three. You don't want to let him do that. But he did. And this is not the first time that I've been frustrated with Jermichael Green and his ability to play defense. Uh the offense is another story in and of itself. Like you like to see the hustle that he had. He had three offensive rebounds tonight. He's definitely giving effort on that end of the floor. But the Nuggets need him to be better on the defensive end because he's like he's too important. As the kind of quarterback of the defense, as the center, you need him to be consistently good. And that just hasn't happened yet. Finally, Bull Bull. Uh, Bull had a good game. Uh, he it wasn't it wasn't great in the second half, but he didn't exactly get a a large opportunity to uh, showcase his talents in the second half. Don't get me wrong. Uh, played four minutes, and the first half was really what stood out because he immediately came into the game and and was the role man in pick and roll situations. And I thought that that was great. I thought that that was a really good thing that Denver tried to do. Even though he's not a good screener, even though he struggles to kind of deal with some of the fundamental things, as long as he's trying, as long as he's putting himself into the proper situations to impact the game, then he's going to be good. He has the talent to absolutely do it, and he has the touch around the rim to be able to make it work. The Nuggets kind of went away from that in the second half. Um, they try a couple of different plays. They Got Jermichael Green more involved in the pick-and-roll opportunities. And I think that they probably should have stuck with what worked in the first half. And I know that that's not necessarily great. But I would have liked to see more of a, a bones-bowl pick-and-roll where they both try to get downhill because bones can get into the paint and both can go above the rim and he can finish in a lot of those situations. 
leave Jamichael Green on the perimeter and maybe things get a little bit better. I I don't think this was a good Michael Malone game. I think when you when you tie his hands behind his back in a lot of these situations, it can be pretty difficult. And I know that there's a there's a tough situation for Denver being down as many players as they were. This is a playoff opponent potentially that you don't want to give too many opportunities to the opposing team to scout you. But I really do think that PJ Dozier should have closed this game over Jeff Green. I think that if you're in a situation where Kristaps Porzingis is the center, Luka Doncic is the power forward basically, and the opposing team is is running three guards around that Luka KP pick and roll, you need smaller players to be able to rotate. And the Mavericks kept getting open shots. They kept getting open threes when it wasn't Luka step backs. And Jeff Green was a key problem in that situation. Denver's had P.J. Dozier on the floor before against the Dallas Mavericks, and he's been great in those situations just as a rotation defender, as somebody who makes the hustle plays. And that just, I mean, he wasn't really given an opportunity in the closing minutes tonight. And I don't like that. I, I thought that he deserved to be out there uh, based off of what he can do defensively. Stuff that Jeff Green just can't really do. But it is what it is. You live to fight another day. This is not the worst game in the world. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that making this a big deal is, is the right call. I think that it's important to call it like it is a tough game that was really made difficult by injuries. And, you know, let's, let's talk about the injuries and, just kind of how they're kind of slowly taking their toll now in the third segment. We'll be right back. segment pickaxe and roll excuse me Uh, thank you so much for making me a part of your day uh really appreciate all of the reviews that come in really appreciate all of the ratings that come in on pickaxe and roll whether it's on podcast spotify google wherever you get your podcasts so subscribe if you can follow the program if you enjoy what i do give me a follow at nba blackburn on twitter as well also, read the work that we do over at denverstiffs.com, where I thought that Gordon Gross wrote an excellent article today about the Nuggets playing with joy, and that was really centered around Bones, and it's no secret that the lowest minute total that Bones plays in this particular game, uh, kind of like uncontrollable absence there when he goes down with a couple ankle injuries. No, no real like, no real surprise that Denver plays with very little joy in a situation where Bones only plays eleven minutes, and that's that's my opinion. Not necessarily controllable. That's a it's a tough situation to be in for Michael Malone, but it is true. It is what it is. Um, okay, let's talk about the injuries now because Bones going down and sort of being disrupted in the 
early second quarter, a late first quarter time, and then not being able to stay on the floor a ton in the third and fourth, that really made a difference. And Murray being out is one thing, and Denver's kind of learned to play without Murray. You know that he would be extremely helpful in many situations, giving Denver a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of extra firepower. But not having him, they've they've sort of figured out what they need to do in those situations. And they've also figured out what they need to do without Michael Porter, where he has been without, he's kind of missed the last five games. He missed the sixth, uh, only played seven minutes, as you know. And in their stead, Denver has really found a way to get it done. But Barton being out puts a lot of pressure on Jokic and Morris. MPJ being out puts a lot of pressure on Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green. Bones being out too. That puts a lot of pressure on PJ Dozier, Faku Campazo. Zeke rolling an ankle last game being out today puts a lot of pressure on Jermichael Green to be better and for Bull Bull to step into a rotation spot. And then Vlatko just being MIA all season, that just, I mean, it's its not necessarily the biggest of deals, but he would have been another option for this game where if you're not getting the right amount of hustle, if you're not getting the right amount of, right amount of production and performance from your front court off the bench, maybe throw Vlatko out there. Slovenian guy matches up against Luka Doncic all the time on Slovenian national team stuff. Would he have been helpful? I don't know, but we don't get an opportunity to find out because he hasn't played a minute yet this season. But it's not just the absences. It's not just the the guys that they're missing. It's the amount of minutes that kind of come with it, where Monte Morris plays 36 minutes tonight. Austin Rivers plays 28. Aaron Gordon plays 36. Jeff Green plays 31 on my chart, but 33 on a on ESPN, which is more accurate. Nikola Jokic plays 36. If you're only playing Faku Campazo, 9 minutes, Bones Highland, 12 minutes, PJ Dozier, 24, 23, that puts a lot of pressure on the backcourt for Denver. And then Aaron Gordon, like I said, played 36 minutes at small forward tonight. Puts a lot of pressure on the spacing. Puts a lot of pressure on the guard play. And Monte Morris goes one of four. Austin Rivers goes three of six tonight, but Denver doesn't get anything from their backup guards. Uh, It really hurts. I really hope that Denver can get healthy at some point. I know they're going to be without Murray for probably the next three months still. But it's still been difficult to watch what's kind of happened to Denver at this point. Because while they've been very, very good, they're falling into the same trap that they were in last year, where they're finding ways to win. They're doing a lot of great things. But it's coming at the cost of Nikola Jokic carrying such a heavy load. And nobody around him has been able to step up and help shoulder that. Denver's going to be in a tough situation all year. If Jeff Green's playing 30-plus minutes each game, that's going to be tough. You hope that Michael Porter Jr. gets back at some point because him being back, him being good, 
sort of puts everything into a different perspective at some point where Jeff Green's back to playing 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. Denver can use Aaron Gordon at power forward now because Porter's playing small forward and being the outside shooter that they need to help free up space for Austin Rivers and Will Barton and Monte Morris and Faku and Bones Island and everybody. It would be nice to see Michael Porter and Bones Highland kind of leading the second unit. Where as long as they're healthy and as long as they're put into pretty good situations, then Denver doesn't have to worry about the offense completely drying up because they have good, reliable players in their second unit all the time. But we're just going to have to see. We're going to have to play this by ear. Because right now, Denver's got 11 available players. And Marcus Howard and Bull Bull are 10 and 11. It's tough to watch. The offense was really good tonight. That that seems to have really come around. That even though they're back to shooting 28% from three again, the offense inside the arc has been extremely good. But the defense is regressing. Things are not looking good on that end. Denver's not generating the same amount of turnovers. They're not limiting the free throw line as often as they were. And they're giving a better looks overall because they're tiring out and because they're not able to hustle people off the three-point line. And it's putting them in rotation constantly. And as a result, they're giving up better and easier shots everywhere. I am concerned about the defense. I do think that they've caught a little bit of a break over the course of the past four games. So excluding this one, you had the Miami Heat, who missed open shots. You had the Indiana Pacers, who missed open shots. You had the Atlanta Hawks, who missed open shots. And you had the Portland Trailblazers, who missed open shots. They, they made more than the opposing teams, but still missed. I'm definitely worried. I think that there's a there could be a tidal wave of bad games incoming from a defensive standpoint. And I'm not sure if Denver has the firepower to keep up. If tonight is any indication, and being on the second night of a back-to-back where Bones goes down, maybe it's not a good indicator. But if tonight is any indication, and Denver continues to average under 10 made threes a game, I'm a little bit concerned about the upcoming schedule. That's what I will say. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Thank you so much for tuning in. No podcast tomorrow night. My brother's birthday is is a Tuesday when you listen to this, so I will be going to go get some good Italian food with him and the family. That should be pretty good. Um, should be a lot of fun. Nuggets have an off day tomorrow. They'll practice on Wednesday. Should be very interesting. I am looking forward to hearing what Michael Malone has to say. Maybe there's a Michael Porter Jr. update at some point. You never know. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you guys a couple days from now.